You know that big bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Ooh, pass me the intercom thing. Attention shoppers. If you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent. What can I possibly do to make this stressful time a little better? Here's one thing I found. It's a small thing, a simple thing, a remarkable thing. Smile. You can share a smile from more than six feet apart. You can share it socially with the whole world. In fact, right now, I'm smiling at you. And I hope you're smiling back. Because smiling is in you. From PassItOn.com. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo, 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 you know what time it is. It's time to set this place on fire. Welcome to Atlanta's hottest hip-hop radio show, where we keep it real, keep it raw, and keep those beats banging all morning long. Here at KLP Entertainment. Live from our radio stations of Swanky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6 radio station. ATL's very own KLP, Kennedy Lucas. And this is KLP in the morning. Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is KLP in the morning. Welcome back to our weekly episodic adventurous stupendous podcast here over at klp entertainment if you're watching the youtube version of this podcast thank you so very much and if you are listening on major audio platforms thank you so very much i really appreciate all of you guys welcome back to another exciting podcast again yes this is the klp in the morning podcast with your host klp kennedy lucas welcome I'm excited. I don't know. I just, T, I just got the energy. I just, I just got the, maybe because it's Tuesday, we're getting ready for the holiday season. And let me tell you, the holiday season is just about here, right? Uh, I, you guys know how I do on my podcast. I like to check in first. I like to tell you guys how my weekend was. I'm rocking my nice little hot turtleneck. It's hot in the studio, y'all, because we actually do got the heater running because it's it's freezing. Yesterday, it was like in the 30s yesterday right here in Atlanta, and we're downtown Atlanta. So, yes, it's freezing. And then I was walking the streets actually yesterday because I walked past the GP building and walked past the Marriott building because we were doing something. And the amount of coldness that it was yesterday, it was freezing yesterday. So we've got the heater running, but you know, it's, it's nice. I like this turtleneck. Uh, somebody said that this is my color, right? So I need to buy more turtlenecks in different colors. Um, but this is one of my favorite ones. I have two. I have this color, the, the orange mustard color. And then I have the black one that you guys have seen in photos. I, that was my first turtleneck for New York. Um, 
yeah so let's talk about it let's talk about what the weekend was like before we get to the juiciness of this podcast because i know based off the title you guys are interested to know what the hell am i talking about on this show but let me get down to the nitty and gritty the updates and all the things how my weekend was it's just one thing that i like to start out um first shout out to t and axel and addison they're here in the studio uh simone is in studio d because she's getting ready ready to record her show later on for the week so we've got a lot of great things coming and yes klp aftermath is coming back i'm excited I'm not going to announce my co-host quite just yet because we're going we're to keep it suspenseful because if I tell you guys who the co-host is, one of my good friends and longtime film uh, uh, associate of mine that also made movies, not for Kelp Entertainment, but he also had his own side movies independent. He has an independent studio. He has his own thing. Um, but. We're going to wait until we announce who he is until the actual episode. The I don't want to say the first episode of the KLP Aftermath with this new co-host uh, because the KLP Aftermath has been going on for a while. Um, but I'm super, super excited about this change. Um, yes, Simone still is with KLP Entertainment, obviously. She still have doing some podcasts but she's doing her own show right she is one of those things that she is doing her own show um a lot of things have changed here at KOP entertainment which reminds me because it's on the board here i do have to make an announcement but i'll do that later on um KLP entertainment related wise um so yes this co uh simone still doing her show she used to be my co-host for KLP aftermath but i groomed her up and i thought it was very fitting to have her do her own show so very very excited for this one i'm excited because we always invest in our company we always invest in our show so um we do have a new intro coming for both shows actually klp aftermath and this show klp in the morning uh if you didn't you're not gonna hear it on this episode because it didn't come on time <laughs> i didn't get we didn't get sent to us on time by the time of this morning's recording this morning's live uh, broadcast so it won't be on this episode but the next episode you'll you'll hear the new intro um we're just scaling right we're just scaling we're growing we're scaling we've we've got talent we've got talent for snn we've got talent for the audio catalog of ours uh we've got talent with our writers we, we're scaling and we got new talent for our movies right so we're scaling i love it that we're scaling i love it that klp entertainment is growing um I, i'm super stoked about that i'm very very happy about that um i hope i don't forget this announcement because there, it is an announcement kind of an update with klp entertainment but i'm gonna announce that later uh because it's kind of a not a downer but it's just a change that klp entertainment is doing uh that we're doing and we're strategically planning out but we'll announce that later because we've got so much good stuff to talk about here on the show um but yeah klp aftermath we're coming back um i'm gonna tell you guys right now klp aftermath will be an audio only kind of thing i try to diverse number one i try to diversify my content right i like that klp in the morning is the the camera version because that kind of gives us a little oomph to the show and with this show our numbers grew with klp aftermath i saw that it was very very more significant when it's just an audio version of the podcast of that show um so that's number one my co-host he doesn't like to be in front of the camera 
like like Simone and T, a lot of people don't like to be in front of the camera, which I understand. I like to respect everybody's wishes because I, I seek out talent, right? If you're talented enough for me, I'm going to honor your request. He just likes to keep it on the down low. And yes, it, it is a he, uh, but he likes to keep it on the down low. He doesn't want to be in front of the camera, but definitely with the microphone in hand. So I, I really hope you guys enjoy the KLP Aftermath podcast uh, as well as as much as I am, because I'm super, super excited about that. But it's coming later this week. We're coming back. Can't wait for that. Um, yeah, so the weekend was great. Uh, weekend was great. Talked to my new co-host about some details with the show. And as Marine goes on, that's just going to happen. I got Marine uh, going right now. Um, so the weekend was great. My weekend was good slash busy slash a little stressful. Um, the good part of it was the gym. Of course, I was able to get back into the gym. I needed to go extra hard this past weekend because this coming up weekend, I am traveling out the state. I am going on a trip. So I will not be in town for the gym. So I was able to go hard in the gym. Uh, I am just about finished with my Christmas shopping. I need to shop for two more people. And those two more people, surprise, surprise, my two brothers. I got to finish shopping for those two. Um, But I did shop for my two sisters and my mom i shopped for my secret santa who i'm not going to name obviously because they may be watching the show right now uh i did shop for my friend mutsy uh i'm probably going to see you on your birthday dinner this week mutsy but on the show on behalf of kelby entertainment happy birthday merry christmas her birthday's this week um so i had to shop for her birthday gift and a christmas gift because she is like a lot of my friends that's in my circle they're all traveling this year right um, that's why we're not doing we have every year we do a gift exchange, but like all my friends are going to go see family. They're going out, out the state. They're just traveling. So we won't have time to see each other. So we're going to get together for a birthday to kind of see each other and hang out. And then everybody will be traveling with their families and loved ones for Christmas to be expected, honestly. Um, so that was the good part about it. I did have some stressful phone calls this weekend, which I'm not going to go into because that's private and proprietary information. So I can't really talk about that so much on this show. Um, but I, but the, the other good side of it, I did get some good rest this, this weekend, I guess. So it was good. It was a very good weekend. Not one of my best weekends per se, um, because we had the bad news at the end of the weekend, but you know, it's okay. It, things, things happen, things move on, but I had a great weekend. Comment below how you, how your weekend was. Who are you shopping for? I definitely want to know on the comments who you guys might be shopping for. So here's the title of this podcast. Why people are so sensitive. Why people so sensitive. All right, let's get on to it. Uh, the reason why I wanted to name this as a topic of conversation, because I know that I might be late to the game. See, I, I get it. The game awards was this past Thursday and I've got some choice words about the game awards. Two things for me, guys. And I know I might be late to the game because every podcaster, every review, every YouTuber is already talking about the, the game awards. It's been a week ago now. Um, I'm late to the game, but the game awards, um, it was a great show. I can't say that it was a, wasn't a great show. It was a great show. I do feel for a lot of YouTubers, podcasters, radio show personalities, everybody's talking about it. And I feel for them when it comes down to this being that 
the Game Awards has turned into a show filled with advertisement. Um, a lot of superstar, a lot of artists, or artists and actresses and actors were presenters into this 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 uh, award show. I feel for a lot of people who are who, who are fighting for video game developers because if you guys don't know, and it's been out all over the internet, so you probably do know by now. So when a game wins an award on stage, right? You had it where it was the game of the year award, and the win the winning for that was Boulder Gate, Boulder's Gate Three. I voted for Spider Man. I'm kind of sad about that, but you know. A lot of these awards that were getting presented and you have a chance to speak, you only had, and I might, I don't want to over-exaggerate, but you might only had one minute to accept, to do an acceptance speech. People are pissed about this because when people win awards and they're on stage, this is their moment, right T? This is their moment because people can be you can be a video game developer but it's a lot of stuff you're giving up it's a lot of stuff you're getting up personally your time your energy and your money yes you're giving up money because video game developers unfortunately may not get paid as much but they do it because it's their passion right so when somebody put their hard blood sweat and tears and i don't know about making a video game i know about making movies and how stressful that that is making movies is very very stressful so i can only imagine as i hit my mic i can only imagine the level of of intention and and and, and mental capacity you have to have to make a whole video game and for that when you win an award for countless hours of you winning uh, winning the award because you spent so many hours making this video game and all you really got is one minute to say thank you now I agree and I normally don't agree with this YouTuber because she said some things that I, I don't really agree with but Miss Melanie Mack had a good point when she said why in the actual hell did Anthony Mackie get a very long segment to just say shut up to people? I think that's a bit egregious, in my opinion. I am disappointed. Now, I get it. He's funny. He's great. But he was, it was too long. That segment he was doing, he was telling people to shut up and making jokes and whatnot. He had a whole eight minutes just to do that but when somebody like christopher judge last year had eight minutes just to thank his family his friends his peers he got in trouble for it well he didn't get in so much trouble he got roasted for it right and while we're on the topic of christopher judge real quick because that's why that's why i called this podcast why people so sensitive call of duty developers you guys were very sorry at Modern Warfare 3. I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry, but I got to say. So when Christopher Judge made that joke, I laughed hysterically because I thought it was funny. Obviously, Christopher Judge was making a crack. He was making a joke. That is what actors do when they're presenting. He He's a very likable guy. 
tell me why Christopher Judge is taking a lot of shit because Call of Duty developers had their feelings hurt from this joke that he just made. Look, I love Christopher Judge's joke. I loved it. Because what Activision, and I forget who else was on that, Sledgehammer Games, I think, was on this one. You you gave us the title of Modern Warfare 3, the next Call of Duty. You want this to be a AAA game. You had it sell for $70, and you only have the campaign mode for three hours. It's like you didn't try, right? Usually Call of Duties are about maybe eight to 10 hours long, depending on the storyline, plus more. That's when you can charge, you charge people $70 for this game, and I won't be surprised next week, because next week is Christmas week. I wouldn't be surprised if this game went on sale because no one bought it. No one bought it. No one bought this this title. Let me turn this off real quick. I know we live, but yeah, because that's going to get annoying. But let me tell you, no one bought the game. No one bought the game simply because you only gave us three hours, right? The maps in the campaign mode was kind of dry, right? It was not really, it wasn't innovative, right? And I, I hope going forward, I, I hope Call of Duty realize and learn a lesson for this. Say, hey, we need something else. Because this rinse and repeat recycled material, and I get it from from a business aspect because they you want to spend less on your project, right? When it comes down to budget, because a lot of video game developers and studios they're on a budget nowadays, but you're not innovating, causing people to look at reviews and look at IGN reviews and Metacritic, and they give them a low score, and they're like, "Well, why am I spending seventy dollars for this junk?" And that's why Christopher Judge he just made a joke, y'all. That's why I titled this podcast, why, because people are so sensitive, right? To something like that. Now, you can be sensitive to certain things. If somebody say, if, if Christopher Judge cussed out the head of Activision and just slandering him on the award show, I get that. That's a lawsuit, too. When you slander somebody that's on public TV, that can be a lawsuit. Christopher Judge did nothing of that sort. He didn't mention any names. He didn't mention any head developers in this. He just cracked a mild joke, honestly, at best. I thought it was funny, but he cracked a mild joke and developers from Call of Duty, they got so upset. But what do you expect? Because you only gave us very min you gave us very minimal. So yeah, we're gonna make jokes. Guys, if y'all can't take jokes and criticism, then you're in the wrong industry. Y'all believe it every time I get look. I've been saying my movies, people have been saying that my movies is trash. People saying movie, my movies suck. It's unoriginal, boring. I take those criticisms and I learn and I learn to make better movies. I'm not butthurt about it. I'm not crying about it. I think it's funny when people review my movies. It's, it's hilarious to me, right? But I, I take that as a learned lesson. It's like, okay, well, let me see. I'm taking your notes. I'm going to make this better. Now, I do have some trolls, right? I have trolls that trolled me on my movies. Christopher Judge wasn't trolling. He was just trying to make a joke to lighten up the room a little. And, oh, oh feelings are hurt. Feelings are hurt, right? Now, honestly, if I was head of Activision... Christopher Judge made a, another joke after that following that like yeah that's another company I worked for I will still hire this man despite his jokes 
I would hire Christopher Judge because he's talented. He played Kratos, for God's sakes. Pun intended. But he played Kratos, right? So I would still hire this man. I'd probably, you know, if I was head of Activision and I'm making the next Call of Duty and I need a, a antagonist, Christopher Judge, because he has that voice. I would hire him to be an antagonist in the next Call of Duty game just for the fun of it right and i would spin this off based off his joke he made spin that off because it's marketing could you imagine if christopher judge christopher judge made that joke right he made the joke and they hired him to be the next antagonist in the next call of duty the villain in the next call of duty do you know how much you would sell because you can spin off the market and even in your commercials put christopher judge on there after the joke he said i'll go up to him and say huh now you think it's short you know something funny along those lines because that's marketing that's how you're going to make that sale look i got a degree in marketing so i, I know this stuff i'd have a master's degree in project management i know this stuff right so that's just look i look that's how i do it I think people should stop being so sensitive in the game industry and in the movie industry, not just the gaming industry, in the movie industry as well. We we have to stop being so sensitive and we just have to learn to take criticism to the heart and just take notes and make things better based off the off your credit. Right. That's just how I feel about it. Um, but moving on to the game awards. Yes, I do think that uh, we are a bit. Uh, the Game Awards was a bit kind of too showy when it comes to advertisement. I do like it, though. Let's I got to give it its, its props. I do like it that the that we got some trailers, right? We got some updates. Uh, Black Myth Wukong finally gets a release date because they've been working on that for four years. But I get it. It was COVID, right? And that's another thing, too. Not to go on a tangent, but that's another thing why developers are mad that they only get one minute. Because a lot of these games, like Boulder Gates 3 and spider-man 2 they had to work through COVID, right that's why they're mad because COVID shut down a lot a lot of people lost money family friends peers time mental health a lot of people lost all that stuff during COVID and still had to work on this video game right uh the voice actor for for peter parker yuri uh, uh, yuri lithenhall Right. He's from, you know, uh, Ukraine and it was the U uh, Ukraine uh, Russia war. Right. So he they had to deal with that. Right. So it's a lot that de game developers had to go through to make this piece of entertainment for us to consume. And being that they only got one minute to, to celebrate, that's that's mind boggling to me. I don't I don't get it. Um, but we got some game reviews. Black Myth Wukong, like I mentioned, is, you know, it's out. Oh, it's getting, getting ready to come out. Uh, we've got Rise of Ronin. That looks amazing. There's a lot of games on there that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to... There's a lot of great PlayStation 5s, but they... Some you're seeing, like, summertime, late 2024, early 2025. Um, I'm excited for Final Fantasy Rebirth. That's going to be... I think that's going to be my first game of the year for 2024 is Final Fantasy Rebirth because I'm a huge Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy fan. Um... And like the bands that that was there, the singer that sung the theme song for Final Fantasy Rebirth, amazing, really, really amazing. So there were some good parts about it. Um, I, I think Jeff Keeley, 
Jeff Keighley understands, but I get it. He has to pay bills. All right. When you have to fill in these advertisements and all these companies sponsoring because that's how you pay your bill. Right. If you got a stage and all that, that's not for free. Somebody's paying for that. So that's why you have those companies to pay for advertisement, have their stuff advertised because they're paying salaries that for the cameras and the, the lighting and the stage. And you got to pay. You got to pay Jeff as a talent. Right. You got to pay for these trophies that's being made. Right. There's a lot of money at play here. I hope that the game awards go back to being about the games. Uh, there's a lot of categories uh, and we'll, we'll move on from this because I don't want to tear too long here, but there's a lot of uh, awards that was announced, but they were rushed past previous years when Jeff is doing a sideline naming the games on the sidelines near the crowd. They have somebody that they knew that's going to win come and accept their trophy. That wasn't the case. Right. Jeff read out the category, read out the games. Oh, this game won. Okay, let's move on. That's too fast. Right. That's where people are pissed off about. That's kind of where I, why I'm pissed off about. Because, again, a lot of people work really hard on these video games. Right. And, you know, if your game doesn't sell, you may not get paid as much. And that's it. Right. Um, so, like I say, I, I hope Jeff is taking not only just my criticism, if he's watching the podcast, but a lot of people tweeted at him. A lot of had their own show and people talked about it. But this has to be fixed, right? Will it? I, I don't know because companies are not going to stop saying, "Okay, how much is how much is this stage? A million dollars? Okay, we'll pay you. We'll pay for that. But you need to. Hey, I got this new technology coming out. You need to sponsor that. That's the deal. If I pay for this stage, I want my next new product on this product line as an advertisement. I got to make a sale, right? And people like Jeff Keeley, not people like well, people who are above Jeff Keeley that's making the big money decisions as well with Jeff Keeley, they got to go with the money at because they got to pay that bill because they're not paying out of, out of pocket. Jeff may, Jeff Keeley might've started the game awards, but that's expensive to run an award show. And Jeff ain't willing to, to pay it off his, his, his pocket, his, his pockets, right? Sponsors are paying for that. So I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird time. I just think it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's mind boggling for me, uh, for the game awards. I, 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 I do on behalf of us here at KOP Entertainment for all my video game developers. Uh, thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you for. Um, continue to make video games and giving us the entertainment that we need is is greatly greatly appreciated now moving on moving on here on the show cameron loses lawsuit over using a picture of himself on merch must pay five figures now this story is coming from the hip-hop news worlds out there and i have my phone right here because it's a long story um now maybe this is compelled uh, uh sorry i'm not supposed to read. uh am i supposed to read that yeah, maybe this will compel the Dipset MC to make up for this by actually going after Joe Button podcast in court as he threatened. Why are people coming for coming for Joe Button? I don't I don't understand. In the legal sense, Cameron has his sights on the Joe Button podcast uh, for inso- uh, insinuating he had relations with underage girls. Now, yeah, that's yeah, that's a little tough. I I need to go back and listen to that podcast. This just to see what's going on there but that yeah that's you you never want to have that 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 uh somebody 
alleging me of you know dealing with underage girls i i definitely don't do that that's kind of gross that is gross not even kind of gross that is gross so i i hope that's not true but you know now however it seems like before he actually decides whether he wants to move forward and has to deal with another issue in court this is what we're talking about the rapper faces. we're gonna have to leave that one out the rapper faces a default judgment and a pretty curious and confusing lawsuit which means that he'll have to pay up for now for those who are unaware the legal actions of photographer the jamila cochran in april of this year she was one of the one who took the iconic 20 uh, 2003 picture of him in a pink fur coat hat and a matching pink flip phone the match with that now earlier in uh 20 uh 23 she sued cameron for using the picture on his clothing brand merch without getting the proper copyright and licensing let me tell y'all licensing and copyright is very serious that's why we 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 pride ourselves here at KOP entertainment to make sure we're developing original content something that we're doing right here in our studios um and i think we've been doing really good at that so far licensing and copywriting without permission it is something you don't want to mess with because people can come after you especially in today's society where money is tight for a lot of people right now t people will come after you right so i say to a lot of creators artists rappers singers whomever make sure when you're creating your work make it original unless you buy some sort of technology unless you buy the licensing whatever licensing fee that is if you are buying that licensing fee it is better that way because you have it in your hand as a license fee you paid for it so you get to use it if you pay for it but if you blatantly just still and i'm not this is just alleged right this is alleged for cameron but if cameron is has done what he did he will have to pay up well it's in this report yeah he's gonna pay up now Allegedly, he and Dipset Culture ignored multiple infringement warnings and never responded to the lawsuit outright. Now Cochran seeks $57,000 as part of her award default judgment plus plus uh, uh, 10, 10 grand in legal fees. Not only that, uh, not only that, but she wants to audit Killicam, Killicam, that's the nickname, Killicam's brand for all of the merch with the picture that he sold so she can access these profits that's very scary um i really do hope that i obviously i don't want to see cameron fail but if he did what he did uh sorry bro you don't have to pay up you got to pay up something you got to give it up um so we'll we'll of course continue following this report but i just i hope this is not uh the case now moving on of course we've got axel here in the studio he's going to give us our latest in sports news Axel, take it away. May I have your attention, please? It's time! A new week has dawned with Sean McDermott still coaching the Buffalo Bills, and, in turn, his team still afloat for a playoff spot. Whether or not it's fair to suggest one game represents a referendum on the coach or his players' support for him, it's apparent that McDermott and the Bills persevered through a tumultuous week. What also became clear as the Bills hung on beat the Chiefs 20-17 at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday was how similar the coach and his team really are. 
On Friday, an emotional McDermott acknowledged his flaws as he apologized for a clumsy anecdote he shared with his players more than four years ago, when he credited the 9-11 hijackers for their near-perfect execution of an attack that left nearly 3,000 Americans dead. The story, revealed in a lengthy article citing numerous unnamed sources and posted on the Substack page of NFL writer Tyler Dunn, fueled a fresh round of criticism of McDermott by Bills fans. On Sunday, a team with an injury-depleted defense and a dynamic but turnover-prone quarterback overcame its own flaws to defeat a conference rival, which wound up making one more mistake than Buffalo. For once, the Bills, 7-6, who have lost four times in the final minute or overtime this season, weren't lamenting one that got away. This time, it was the Chiefs, 8-5, who unraveled after a go-ahead touchdown was negated by an offensive offside penalty against receiver Kadarius Toney. The Chiefs' gaffe doesn't erase how the Bills coughed up a game against Denver last month, when Broncos kicker Will Lutz hit a 36-yard field goal as time expired after a penalty negated his miss from 41 yards. And it doesn't excuse the Bills' defense for allowing Mac Jones to engineer an eight-play, 75-yard TD drive in the final two minutes to secure New England's victory in Week 7. Either of those losses could stand as the difference in Buffalo missing the playoffs for the first time since 2018. The win over the Chiefs, however, could be the spark the Bills need for their playoff push. They likely need to win three of their last four games, and the schedule doesn't get easier with Dallas up next and a season finale at Miami. Josh Allen was spectacular at times. He threw for a touchdown and ran for one, and he extended a drive to set up Tyler Bass' eventual 39-yard field goal with 1.54 left. But he also threw an interception, his 14th overall and 10th in nine games, that set up the Chiefs' first touchdown late in the first half. Buffalo's defense was missing three regulars and lost starting safety Micah Hyde to a stinger. Yet it was successful in pressuring Mahomes to keep him off balance. McDermott tweaked his approach after frequently being criticized for conservative calls late in games. The coach made the change after spending the bye week studying what had gone wrong in Buffalo's previous last-minute losses. I wanted to be be aggressive. That's how we practiced it during the week, McDermott said. It paid off. The win at the very least served as a reprieve and represented a potential turning point for a team and coach in a time of crisis. General Manager Brandon Bean awarded McDermott a game ball in a video posted on the team's social media account. Hey, we got this man's back. Tough, weak, Bean said, punctuating his comments with a profanity, before embracing a smiling McDermott in a warm hug, and with owner Terry Pagula clapping in the background. Thanks, Askel. Really, really appreciate it for sure. Guys, stay tuned later this week. Of course, KLP Aftermath will be coming back with my new co-host, can't tell you his name. You just have to watch the episode. You're going to have to just watch the KLP Aftermath podcast when that comes back this week just to see who he is. So very, very excited for that. Uh, yeah, the weekend is almost here. And I, I think I might have mentioned it earlier. Finally finished my course number eight. If you guys don't know, and I like to do my little updates when it comes to, to school real quick. I like to do these little updates simply because... Uh, you know, I just like I like to I like to tell y'all what I got going on. I really do. So, uh, I finished course eight. Now I'm getting ready to do course nine. And so, how my my program? I I have eight weeks of school. I take a week off, and then I have another eight weeks. That's how I do it because I, I need at least a week to just just to not worry about schoolwork. So I take a week, and then I start course number nine. 
And then after course number nine, I go into my capstone. Pray for me, guys, because capstone was hard when I was an undergrad. It was triple hard. I actually made a C in my capstone. So I'm, I'm very pretty because in a master's degree, you cannot make a C. That's a fail. So I'm scared, but I know I'll get through it. I'll pray every day. So that's not the only thing that's going to get me there. But I'm just a word of prayer and just, you know, doing the very best I can and see what comes out. So very, very excited for that. Um, so moving on to more hip hop news, if you will, maybe pop culture news, technically T not really. I mean, she's, she's in hip hop, but she's more pop culture as well. Uh, Beyonce's Beyonce's latest film, Renaissance film filmed by Beyonce takes a dip. Uh, stories have been saying that, you know, the first weekend it opened up at 21 million first opening weekend, and it takes a dip to 5 million the second weekend. I'm very sad for that because Beyonce is iconic right she probably made almost close to a bill maybe a billion from a tour right i remember when she came to atlanta i couldn't go see her because i was stuck at work but my mom and my sister went to go see her and they said they had a blast so yes beyonce is her she is her um here are my thoughts of why this movie might have flopped the second week and even then if you have five million that's kind of a win i mean so here's my thought process with this because i've seen this all over tiktok i've seen it all over facebook and social media um i want to see this movie documentary it was documentary technically but this movie i want to see from beyonce but i am going to wait until it hits streaming services the reason why and look i'm not an expert when it comes to economics but i'm pretty knowledgeable about this i think Every with everything being so expensive, gross. I said this so many times: groceries, gas, bills, rent, car note if you got it, car insurance if you got it, health insurance, life insurance, eye insurance. Because yes, I have eye insurance for my eyes when I need to go get some new glasses. Right? It's expensive, so I can kind of see why. People are they're re- people are really scaling back. People are people are really really scaling back to where they can't afford a lot of things right now. That's why I pray for a lot of people for Christmas because parents, to me, and look, I'm not a parent, so I can't really contest to this, but a lot of parents don't like to be honest with their kids, right? Santa Claus might be on a budget this year, right? Things are expensive. And and I hope this is not the case, but parents still going to buy this very expensive toy knowing that they need to pay rent. But I'm a buy because I want Jimmy John to have a good Christmas. Right. So I think a lot of people, a lot of parents got to be honest with their kids this year. That's just how it is. Um, then again, I don't have a kid, so I can't really speak on that too much. Um, a lot of people are, are scaling back. A lot of people may not say we don't have the money to go see this movie right now. We got a, we twenty dollars. We we spent on this movie twenty dollars per person actually because AMC is gonna charge you. Well, and they don't really charge you that much nowadays, but they used to charge you out the out the wazoo to go see a movie, right? Because they need to make the sale, right? They need to make money. So twenty dollars per person, or we got gas for our car to go to work, right? A lot of people, a lot of people are really, really struggling. They really got to think about that. Um. 
So that might be the first case. See, it might be the first case. My second, my scenario, my second scenario, which I think is true. I don't want to spend money to go see a Beyonce documentary and you got everybody flopping and dancing and singing really, really loud to where you can't really hear the movie. Right. I am going to this movie to see the movie. I'm not going to a Beyonce concert because I've seen it on social media. People are in the theaters, legit in the theaters when she has a segment where she's on stage doing her thing a whole bunch of folks gotta prance up dance sing loud dance all over stomping like you know how let me tell you how it's bad because i saw this one video and you know how movie theater seating it's auditorium style obviously so you have this level next level this level and then the next level and then the next and it gets higher right the whole section was bouncing up and down because people are dancing and stomping and clapping and doing all of that as if they're at the Beyonce concert and in my mind I said if you doing all this you have all this energy to do that in the movie theaters for her movie you could have went and go went and saw Beyonce in person right so that's the part I knew I know I'm not gonna like Ryan tells me the same thing Ryan, my brother, Ryan wants to go see this movie, but they, they gonna wait until it's the streaming services because he, they don't want it. No people bouncing, prancing. No, can't do it. Can't do it. Cause I will, me, I get annoyed, right? If I'm at a theater and I'm, I get super annoyed when it's a movie that I really want to see. And I remember the first, the last movie that I really saw that had this experience, it was Black Panther. And folks was just talking and everybody's like, shh, like you're at a movie theater. You're trying to watch, right? I get it when people start clapping, when, when Captain America will bear more Thor's hammer and yin game. Cause I saw that in theaters too. People were clapping and sharing. I was clapping and sharing too. So I get that part. I do. But when it's a Beyonce type documentary, and she's showing, she's showing her whole tour and her concert, people prancing, and people can't really sing too. So yeah, you you know, like nah, I I walk out. Give me my money back. I wait until this hit hit it on HBO, or if Netflix picks it up, because I can't do this. Uh, so that could be the case. My, that's my second scenario that could be the case where people want to really watch the story and they can't really enjoy it if people prance and dance and singing loud stomping their feet hooting hollering and i can't really hear what beyonce is saying to her daughter in this movie right um so yeah that's just how it is that's how and i don't, I don't know i don't know if that's that was the reason for the dip i don't know but I think I'm willing to put money on it. That's probably a, a, a part of it. Why people are not going to go see this movie because they're going to wait until they hit streaming services. So like me, so I can actually enjoy and listen to what the, the documentary has to offer. Right. That's just how I do it. That's just, and this is with any streaming services. It's, it's, it's rare for me now to go to like, I've, I've been to movies. The last movie I saw in theaters was Spider-Man. 
last movie I saw in theaters, and I'm probably gonna see it again in theaters when it when the second when part two comes out in March. I was trying to see Oppenheimer in theaters because, of course, it's Oppenheimer, and then you got the IMAX, and then the sound of the explosion. But um, I didn't have time. Right? Saw that Barbie's coming the next couple of days, and it's like I'm so excited to see Barbie, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of nervous as I just said that here on the show. Damn it! I'm going to go see Barbie when it hits streaming so, on HBO because I want to see it. I want because people said it was really good, so I want to see it. Um, but anyway, anyway. Beyonce, you're doing your thing. Um, I wish they would have made it to where. Please do not sing, dance, and prance. Please make the let's make the whole experience for everyone memorable. Just going to go see this in theaters. If you need to sing, yeah, you can hum, but please don't act like you're at the actual Beyonce concert because it is not the Beyonce concert. It is a movie in the movie theaters about Beyonce's concerts and her tour but to each his own to each his own so we got our last minute segment from Addison Miss Addison Hayden again always always here for us and I appreciate it I see I appreciate it take it away Addison Hasbro is laying off about 1,100 employees as the toy maker struggles with soft sales that have carried into the holiday shopping season according to a company memo obtained by CNBC Hasbro had about 6,300 employees as of earlier this year, according to a company fact sheet. Shares of the company fell more than 4% in extended trading Monday. Rival Mattel's stock also slipped after hours. We anticipated the first three quarters to be challenging, particularly in toys, where the market is coming off historic, pandemic-driven highs, CEO Chris Cox said in the memo. While we have made some important progress across our organization, The headwinds we saw through the first nine months of the year have continued into holiday and are likely to persist into 2024. Hasbro, which already laid off hundreds of employees earlier this year, had warned in October that trouble was on the horizon. In the company's most recent quarterly earnings report, Hasbro slashed its already soft full-year outlook, projecting a 13% to 15% revenue decline for the year. Popular toy brand sales had dropped significantly Hasbro also said in the October quarterly report. Popular brands like My Little Pony, Nerf and Transformer had fallen 18% at the time, due to softer category trends. Hasbro's stock was down nearly 20% through Monday's close. Hasbro competitor Mattel had also warned of soft sales. Yet Mattel's stock is up about 6% through Monday, powered a great deal by the box office success of the film Barbie. That's still behind the 17% gain posted by the Sand P500 so far this year, though. Retailers overall could be in for a tepid holiday season, and toys saw lower discounts for consumers when compared to discounts a year ago. Thank you so very much as well, for sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up here on our podcast, KLP in the morning. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this one as much. Uh, I love coming on the camera and talking to you guys and just potting, right? I just love just potting and giving you all the information, giving you all some good juicy stuff. So if you like this this uh, podcast, if you're watching the YouTube version on this, please remember to hit the like, comment, and subscribe button. That is always appreciated. And if you're listening on any audio platform, 
that you get your podcast from. I really appreciate that. Share it with your friends. Guys, KLP Aftermath will be coming back with a new co-host, and I will be tar- talking it up, tearing it up here in the studio to give you guys the that podcast coming back. So I can't wait for that. As well as SNN Primetime News. Check that out. Episode Primetime News streamed an episode yesterday. So go check that out for your local worldwide news from KLP Entertainment in KLP Studios. Really, really appreciate it. So let's go to wrap it up here. KLP in the morning. I've been your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Good morning, Atlanta. Stay safe. Stay swanky. Peace.